guys, welcome back with us. We're going to kind of jump in here and do another one of our Sunday studies, um, continuing on here in Matthew. Brandon kind of kicked off this whole series that has been, I think, something that's been a long time in the making, really, for us to do. Um, he started it off with the Beatitudes, but we're going to continue on here after that. And we're going to switch up the... Yeah, so I was going to say, okay, we're going to kind of switch it up a little bit. Yeah, since he had kind of gone through the Beatitudes, he had a lot weighing on him that he kind of just wanted to, to spend some time going through that. But we've been talking and kind of struggling with the best way to go about doing this. And Brandon had an idea um, last night that I think is just perfect. But he said, why don't we just study the Bible together? I mean, our home church is A&P Home Church Ministry, um, kind of fashioned off of Aquila and Priscilla. And he said, why don't we just sit down and study through the Bible like Aquila and Priscilla would be studying together and learning together and just record this so that way we can put it out there and you guys can study along with us. So I thought that was a great idea. We kind of prayed over it and thought about it last night. And so here we are today and hopefully that is, um, this works for you guys. I think it's a good, kind of a good way to do it to still be studying and learning but reading together and keeping everything you know having a great conversation about these topics yeah mm -hmm. all right so i'll go ahead and let brandon open us up in prayer and then we will dive into uh, matthew 5 starting in verse 13. Right. father i thank you so much for the opportunity and the calling father to read and learn and grow together in your word. Father, I pray that you just give us understanding. Father, please let us only speak in truth and in your light. Just bless this study for us, Father. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, again, we are reading out of the ESV translation. Um, if you have your Bible app or your Bible, whatever you want to use, if you are in need of a paper Bible, a, like actual hard copy Bible that you need and don't have, let us know. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to give you my other email because I can't remember if I did AP Home Church or AP Home Church Ministry. But you can just email theminimalisthomeschool at gmail.com um, or connect with us on any of the links in our description stuff, and we will get you a Bible if you don't have one and you need one. So just let yep. us know and we'll do that. All right. I'm going to – hold on. All right. Salt and light. Verse 13. You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness... I guess we should give in case somebody hasn't... I'm sorry to interrupt you, Jesus, but... Uh, I guess in case somebody didn't watch the first one or whatever. Oh, good idea. Just going over... We're going over currently the Sermon on the Mount. So this is Jesus' first big sermon. And the sermon kind of... Not kind of... It gives you a whole umbrella of the kingdom, what he's here for, what's going to happen. Um, and it's probably, yeah, I mean, there's just a lot, a lot here and a lot to unpack. So it just, it's a broad idea of everything about Jesus. So if you haven't listened to the first Sunday study, um, it's a Matthew 5, 2 through 12. Um, Brandon talks a lot more about kind of the setup part of this. So sorry, I kind of dove in. Yeah, no, it's fine. Um, I mean, I just didn't want yeah, people to get no, confused. And I mean, it, it, we just, 
I mean, I don't, we just kind of loosely talked about it in the first one, the setup for it. But I think yeah. that's a good thing to. Good thing yeah, to so we don't can completely confuse people. If, so, okay, yeah. so continuing on, he starts off his Sermon on the Mount here. Um, he starts off with the Beatitudes. Uh, kind of going through all of these blessings for things that really stink here on this life <laughs> at this present time. Um, and then this is kind of just moving on. Right, it, and though this this sermon is very directed in many different ways, um, obviously he was the Messiah for the Jews mm -hmm. that they rejected. So this sermon definitely is directed in many different ways. Uh, but it's also, like I said, it's more of an umbrella sermon where it's talking about everything and everybody. Yeah. Um, not just one specific group. However, it is directed, at, especially in the part that we're coming up to now, um, it is directed. And I'm sure there will be questions once we get there. Funny. All right. I'm going to start at 13 again and just go through this chunk here. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. I feel like I reference verse 16 more in my day-to-day -day <laughs> than nearly anything else yeah it's funny because i've seen a lot of weird things done with um with 14 and 15 and 16 especially in the well i don't want to get ahead of ourselves because i know that we'll get, yeah, on we'll here get there a little bit, but we'll get there so well, did you have any other things you wanted to say? Uh, I mean, on that specifically pretty... yes no i mean that it, it is great and that's in the context of that is something that you should quote because that's something that we all need to do. Yeah. Um, all right, so now we're moving in. Christ came to fulfill the law, this little chunk here, 17 through 20. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. So, there is a lot going on today with the movement of Torah-observant Christians. Yep. So Christians that believe that all the mm -hmm. laws of the Old Testament, well, not all of them, a selected amount of laws from the Old Testament, we are still bound to today. Um, Jews for Jesus actually does a great write-up on this, actually, that I was reading mm -hmm. the other day. Um, but basically being it's a movement within the body of Christ that takes certain verses like these ones specifically to say that see this is Jesus himself saying that we are completely under obligation to these laws 
We don't do them for our salvation necessarily, but this is how we serve Christ. This is how we show God that we love him and we're serving him. This is what makes him happy type of a thing. So they are very strict with holding Sabbath in the same way that the Jews hold Sabbath. They're very strict with celebrating the Jewish feasts and festivals. Most of them keep a kosher diet, don't eat um, unclean meats, um, various things like that. Obviously, there's a lot of the Old Testament law that had to do with the priests or the temple, and so they don't do those ones. Well, but even within their group, there's disagreements over which laws they follow. But this is the one, whenever I've talked with any of these guys, I feel like this group right here is their, like, go-to of, see, this is telling you it's completely clear, you must do this. Heaven and earth hasn't passed away, so how can you say that we're not to follow the law in the same way Jesus followed the law? Which, yeah, I don't, it's hard to know where to begin with this one. Um... But I'm, you see so much division amongst believers because people... Okay, with this part this. right here, number one, I want to say that we knew exactly that this was coming as far as this goes. Um, matter of fact, Paul, when, is, when speaking to the Ephesian elders, I'm going to fast forward to Acts. Mm-hmm. In 2029, Paul says that um, he's he's giving kind of a, a speech there to the elders, just giving them, you know, one last kind of like hoorah speech. Yeah. Because he knows he's going towards the end of, of his time. So he's saying that, I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fierce wolves that come from among you so these are believers these are and we constantly see the war throughout all of the epistles and even through acts you see it i mean that's what the whole point of it is um is avoiding these false teachers and these people that are you know they're just trying to 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 twist it um and a lot of times we're warned that they're jews that and it's it's couldn't be any more specific because it's you know those that insist on circumcision for salvation like you yeah Paul ironically refers to them as in Philippians he re- obviously Torah observant people would know the that obviously a Jewish term that's a Jewish term <laughs> I don't know why all of a sudden you can't talk um uh, obviously for back then basically calling people dogs well paul says look out for the dogs look out for the evildoers so in a reverse in paul in philippians he's speaking to a gentile audience so he's telling gentile audience to look out for these jews who he calls dogs and normally Jews call Gentiles dogs. Yeah. So he kind of flips it on its lid there, calls them dogs. Look out for them. Those who mutilate the flesh. I mean, 
None of it. And, and then in Philippians, I mean, that's what all Philippians 3, 2 through 11 um, is the reference for it. I won't read all of it. But it, go in and read that, and he goes into the full on, look, I have everything. I did all the cool law stuff. I was from the tribe of Benjamin. I was circumcised. You know, I, I did all of this stuff. All of it is crap compared to, compared to Christ. And then we see that the substance belongs to Christ, and all of these things point to Christ. So all these things, um, all these things point to the fulfillment in Christ. All of these things, and I think Christ right there saying, I mean, no. All of the, all of the things that the prophets prophesied, not all of them have come to complete realization yet they're all are completed in christ without a hundred you know without a doubt 100 percent. but they're not completely realized i don't see jesus sitting and ruling on the throne of david from jerusalem yeah. like i don't i mean <laughs> that hasn't happened that yet. hasn't happened yet yeah it's going to and it's for sure it's fulfilled it's done it's you know all of that but we're waiting still. But it's still to be realized, and that's the point. I mean, Jesus is making at the beginning of this is that this king—it's going to be a little bit different. Okay, this is going to take a little bit of time. The kingdom kind of grows, you know, in this way that you can't see until it's completely realized in the return. Well, because he's talking to Jews that were expecting him to walk in today. Correct. Kick Rome out and take over. Correct. Like right now, and he's going, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on, I got, I got to do stuff. Correct. So he's not, you know, right here, he's not saying that you must do this until the end. I mean, no, there's still things. I, 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 I read it as there's still things to be done this is one way of reading it's not the way of reading it sure. one way of reading into it is that there's still work to be done and none of these things will pass it's for sure but none of these things will have to i don't see how you read that you must keep well i mean again audience is important here people and that's where people get lost and this is where i said in the beginning that this was directed well okay if you look at me this is this is directed in the beginning Again, an umbrella. So this um, this goes for everybody under this sermon that he's preaching. Sure. Goes out to everybody, mm -hmm. but it's also directed to his disciples. I mean, these were Jews. All of these were Jews. Um, so it, this is the way that they would have understand it, and this is the talk that they would have said. And this, these are the things that you would have told them, mm -hmm. and they would have understood. You know, it, it's not. So to make something more out of that, so see, see, this is what he said. Well, no, you're taking and you're twisting and you're making it say what you want to say, and you're making the, the you know, the uh, the apostles. You're, Liars. you're proving. Well, yeah, yeah, and then, but then also you're proving, you're proving them right, and I mean that's exactly what Peter says. Yeah. Second Peter three fourteen through seventeen. He explains, just as our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you according to the wisdom given to him, 
as he does in all of his letters when he speaks in them of these matters. There are some things in them that are hard to understand, which the ignorant and unstable twist to their own destruction, as they do the other scriptures. I, I mean, that's pretty plain. I, I mean, you're going to take ev anything in a lot of this movement. Okay, well, they, they point to either Paul or they point to Jesus in proving these things. And it's like, you're, okay, well, now you're just proving Peter, right? Here, what he told us that all of us, you know, that, that you're going to twist these things and you're proving Paul right and telling us that it was going to come from the Jews. Not in, not in specifically, and it, and it wasn't just uh, Jews forcing, forcing uh, Gentile believers and holding these customs. I mean, this is literally the exact same problem that Paul was dealing with yeah. back in his day. As I always say, we think that we're so far removed with but these problems, not, but no. we're not, because this is the same exact problems. Well, these people were coming in, these Jewish Christians were coming in saying, you must do these things in order for salvation. Now, I understand that the Torah movement is definitely not saying you must do these things for salvation, but it was. So, what are you saying, though? See, because is... at the same time, I've heard them condemn people for not using a specific Bible version, yeah. not not you not holding. But I mean, if you're going to do that, then okay. So, a specific festival, new moon, Sabbath, celebrate. This is the same thing. If you're, you're these words that are coming out of your mouth sound a lot like the words of the people that we knew that were going to come in from within. Well, and that's where that you can see that so many of these people leading this moment, their hearts are hardened and their eyes are veiled. Sure. I mean, they are, because you can't talk to them. They, you, you can't do that. And, and that's where it's like, okay, so most of them, and we're only talking, I think, more about this tour observant thing, because, guys, I don't know if it's just us and we're like weirdos or something, but we are slammed with this Torah observant stuff all the stinking time, all the time. It's constantly now, and I, I want to us. be clear. If you want to follow that movement, that is awesome, and we 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 go way too far on the other side. That's what I was going to say next about removing the Hebrew out of our understanding and yeah. and removing the Jew from and not remembering that we Jesus hey is a Jew. This is we a also thing. are told that. We are grafted in. Mm -hmm. And don't be all proud because you were grafted in. Yeah. Because the original branch that was broken off for you, you can easily be broken off just as the branch was broken. Yeah. So this is exactly what was said. And so we can't forget that that root, and I mean, those branches is, I mean, we, and we do, we remove that from our, and that's, so, Horrible. And that's that's the whole thing, too, is for so long, the Christian church has stripped away everything Jew out of yeah. Christianity. And, and that's and, which and is wrong. This it's is where I really agree with them, because they go into a lot of history and, and breaking down of where this came from. Yeah. And and they're correct about that part. Oh, completely. Yeah. Because a, this did this came from a lot of the Catholic Church. Oh, this came from. Oh, yeah. The, I mean, this is, and, and this started, and again, not only did I, I I'm not only going to quote coming from within 
against the Jews, this also came from within Christianity. Oh yeah. So this came out from this was this was happening in the first century too. Yeah. We were trying to remove the Jew completely. Yeah. So again, that was the other problem. So why do you think Paul addressed that? Mm-hmm. Why do you say, hey, don't remove the Jew? Mm-hmm. But whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, don't. We have been grafted in to this Jewish tree. Right. So right. to completely ignore all Jewish everything is insane. The fact that we're all about Christmas and Easter, but don't know anything of Passover and Feast of Trumpets and all the other ones, you know what I mean? It's just bananas. Like how it just, we have done such a disservice, Christianity as a whole, to what scripture is um, in a million different ways. So there is, so obviously the church being so far against everything on that, when you have something that is so far off balance to one side, the natural reaction is to get a group to rise up that is completely off balanced to the other side. Right. And I feel like at the depth of this whole Torah movement thing, it is unstable and off balanced on that other side. It where is, they yeah. will tell you over and over, well, it isn't for salvation. Okay, then what are you doing it for? Well, this is how we show God that we love him and we all... Well, Jesus says that in two Yeah, fulfill- then you're getting your like, well, wait a minute. So is Jesus going to give you special prizes? Well, and that's kind of what I'm trying to say. So then it's like, no, we're told, right? You have to read the whole book, Gen- Genesis to Revelation. You can't just right. cherry pick pieces out that you like because it's a progressive story. Mm-hmm. You have to read the whole thing, right. every single bit of it. And so we are told later on, continue reading, that to honor God, to love God with all your heart, soul, and strength, number one, love your neighbor as yourself. In doing that, you will fulfill every iota of the law. Yeah. Boom, done. Right there. Yeah. It's not about what you eat. It's not about what day you do what. It's not about any of those things, right? If you enjoy doing them, that is fine. If you feel convicted that you must eat kosher, Then eat kosher. Yeah, absolutely. It would be wrong of you to not do it if you feel a true conviction for it. Like our family. We stopped doing Christmas and Easter and all of that stuff because it's pagan and nonsense and we don't want to have anything to do with it anymore. Our family enjoys God's biblical feast. We we see Jesus all through them. We love them and all of that. That's the thing that's cool about it. That's why I would be i mean we're we are not tour observer but the people that celebrate feasts for the the fulfillment in christ yeah um that's that's really super cool but does that make us any more holy or righteous because we do that where you celebrate christmas not at all absolutely not Not no. even in a single iota no. so if we make anyone feel that way i want to the, be the only of thing that. that it does is get you warmed up for the for the game yeah um because the big game you know i mean we know that Jerusalem is going to be the center of the year, and people will flow in for the feast year yeah, by year. During the millennial so, reign, we will be celebrating we, these feasts. We understand that. So your 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 observance of these things now, you're warming up for the game, for the big game, understanding that the fulfillment is already fulfilled in Christ and it's but already done. Although these tor- the most that I see, though, is they point to scriptures like this and these different things. Some of them, some that even have huge followings here on YouTube in different places, will say when people have asked I literally heard one lady saying she's a huge following somebody asked well you must not like Paul then and her direct answer was I'm not kidding well I feel like what Paul says contradicts what Jesus says yeah, so I'm just going to ignore all of that and go to Jesus oh boy oh gosh 
we won't even go into all that. But the point here being that damage... So if you're not doing it for salvation, then why are you doing it? Well, you're saying you're doing it because that's how God likes to be honored and that's how you love Jesus and serve him and all that whatever. And, and if you're willing... So you're essentially implying that if you truly love Jesus, you're going to be Torah observant and do these things and be super finicky about what foods you eat and days you do things and stuff like that. And anyone who doesn't do that is down a notch lower than you. Is what you're implying in all of this. And what's crazy, and I know this because we have had people come to us that have really been hurt by that and go, am I wrong? I'm, I, I, should I be stay Torah observant? What do I do? You know, you see all of this and it's like, you're causing division. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there should Why be do no, you want to be part of there anything should be no question that's causing division? Yeah, absolutely not. And that's what, the, that's what the end question is. And that's not, what, what is it? If you want to do it, fine. Sure. Cool, do it. Like does I said, it make it's you a any warm better up. than somebody who does nothing Absolutely with it? Absolutely not. No. no, and it's not going to save you. It's We're not all going unworthy to do anything. servants. It's not going to get you a bigger, different crown. Nope. It's not going to do anything because none of it. You know, none some other it. point, though, I want to point out here, and then we'll move on. I don't want to just go on and on about Torah observance forever, but, you know, Jesus is saying here, remember, this is at the very beginning. So this is Christ's first stepping out the gate, right? right? He has completely emptied himself to be this human here on earth. Correct? Right? Like Jesus has emptied himself here? Right, right. Yeah. It, okay. Yeah, so it's just unfortunately just... right now at this point he's like after he comes out, like he's performing all kinds of miracles. But let me just too. say this. Okay, so. let me say this. So he says he is coming here not to abolish Emptying them. but displaying his divinity. Of course. Yes, okay. yes. That's what I want. Yes, I don't mean that he's no longer God because well, he is. But no, obviously. Because, well, man. I just wanted to clarify that because obviously we were going into, I mean, and then before I mean these okay he was healing demon you know casting so, out demons and he says Christ says and I quote I have not come to abolish them but to fulfill them so that's what he has come to do right Jesus came to, to fulfill, fulfill the law okay and then he says that these things aren't going to go away you know I'm here to fulfill them um I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. So are you saying then, if we're, if we're going to pull this as our quote to why we must follow every iota of the law. Yeah, you're, you're well, going to run second me, to the I'm tell, you're scribes telling me and the that, Pharisees. Yeah, that in, I, I, there's no way I can be as righteous okay. yeah, as the scribes you, and the Pharisees. If you understand a Pharisee, yeah. There's absolutely no way that you could possibly be better than a Pharisee. So, I will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Ever. That's what's the problem with it. That's what, but nobody quotes that part. They stop up a couple verses. And, and that's what's funny is, is he's using that as an example of saying, mm -hmm. like, you know, so that's... But then you see that where he says right there, whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. So it's like, well, then that's what you're trying to do if you feel that you must be Torah observant because you want to be great in the kingdom of heaven versus the other ones. But the other and point... They, and again, yeah, he didn't he didn't come to abolish anything. He to came fulfill. to fulfill, to shine light, to explain these things. Just like he's fulfilling right. all of the feasts, 
He's fulfilling right. the law, and that's why you have to continue. You can't just because go with the, to the Torah, gospel. you don't have correct understanding of no, the Torah. A, you, you can't don't. just go to the Gospels and stop. You have to continue right. reading. And every letter that Paul writes, he ends up talking about the law because he's explaining it, trying to clarify how Christ fulfilled it and was the ultimate explanation of it. And that's why he says, "Love right. is the greatest thing." If you are loving others and putting others before yourself and, and serving them you're, you're that's doing another all point things. that i wanted to make and that's what it when you said that about the the lady with paul and i want that that's the most frightening thing right now because if you can't see christ's work through paul paul himself he'll tell you he's nothing yeah. and he is nothing yeah. he's just a man nothing. he was just but he'll take he's an instrument for christ yeah and if you can't see christ in everything what do you think paul was for Paul was for to expand on these teachings mm -hmm. to the Gentiles and also to address the Jews on everything that happened. Yeah. Because again, Christ clarified all these understandings of the Old Testament. Yep. Okay, this is going to require some further teaching other than what we have recorded from Christ. Yeah. That's why, and we have... Paul, a chosen instrument from Christ that used him to expand these, to reveal mysteries, to do all these things. So to not take Paul, then you're denying Christ. And he was a Jew of all Jews. Saying, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not saying, again, I, I, I'm not saying that Paul, he himself has any righteous. I'm saying that Christ chose being him chose him. Instrument. So if you're denying Paul, you're denying Christ. Yeah. Because... Christ appeared to Paul. Picked handpicked he him. He saw him. Yeah. I didn't. Nobody well, you know, else. He was the last of, of that. He was the last apostle. Yeah. Well, and I feel like the same people then here, if you're going to take this chunk right here and hold it as face value right here, stop reading, you know? Mm -hmm. I feel like that's the same people who look at Matthew 24, 36, and say, but concerning that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father right. only. At that point, Christ, having emptied himself, did, not, did know. not know. But if you continue on reading into Revelation, Christ himself says, <laughs> He's the... I told an angel to tell a man. <laughs> so now Christ, an angel, and a man all know. Even though if you look back at Matthew... 2436, he says, not me, not angels, not man, no one knows. Right, and you go for it in Revelation, giving the the seal of Re This is the deed to the earth. Yeah. So you're saying that he owns the earth. Yeah. But he has no idea concerning anything. Well, and this is the danger with... I mean, with... now, he knows the time. He knows when the time's coming. He's waiting from the command from the Father. Sure. So but he I knows don't. Everything. But he knows. Yeah. So I don't want to. I don't want to get you know anybody confused or, or people to misunderstand what I'm saying because yes, Christ is waiting for the command from the Father to return. to return. Yeah, absolutely. We know that Christ is in not, subjection to the Father. But he's not in the dark. But he knows he's not in the dark. Him. No, because we see That's him insane. in his full glory in his full. He, he knows and has everything, this apostle that knew him, who walked with him, who leaned on his shoulder, fell face forward, and was just, you know, couldn't even handle yeah. the, the... So, anyway. Well, and this is why 
you guys, every week we're going to do a Bible study. And as long as God has us here on this earth, we will continue to do this reading through the entire Bible script cover to cover. We just wanted to start in the gospel, in a gospel to start with that. But this book must be read in totality. You must read from Genesis to Revelation to understand the full. You don't just grab and pick verses. And that's why so many, I get so much from these Torah observant folks. And they will just, they have all their scriptures lined up. And they just one verse here, one verse here, just cherry pick. They'll just throw them at you all day. But it's like, guys, whole picture here. Yeah. Nobody wants to do that. It's just these little you yeah, know, which you can. But you can't do that. You have to read the whole thing, verse by verse. Every and I day. think what are we in on? On you stop reading on twenty. Yeah. Are you picking up at twenty one? Because that this is what we go into now. This is uh, we'll get off the hitting on the tour thing off of this. And I don't um, mean to harp on it. It's just we get that brought up to us more than I think nearly anything else in scripture. And so I guess it's worthwhile for us to talk about because we get that so often. Again, if you feel convicted and you feel you should eat a certain way or do a certain thing, then don't listen to me. Listen to the Holy Spirit within you that's convicting you. Maybe there's another reason yeah, no. there why you're doing I'm, that. I'm all about I'm all about the Jew and all about We all celebrate Jewish, the so, feast. Yeah. We hold us that I'm we all do all of these things. So but... don't don't feel like we're like condemning anything. And if you have any feelings on it, just. Don't be so authoritative with it. Yeah. I guess is Or the, imply that others or imply in that Christ others are less are less because, because they don't. Do they do. Do. Right. And that's, that's what definitely breaks my heart. Yeah, is that it seems like it, it seems like they're better, they have some sort of different access. One thing that I've seen that's really scary, which again, um this goes to the balance part. That we've got a lot removed. And, and the understanding of a lot of these things is it's very important to understand your Savior as a Jewish man. Sure. It, it honestly is. Yes. It's because it, he says a lot of things that you won't understand if you don't understand the Jew. The Jew. <laughs> yeah. A, um, a lot of things. So it does unlock a lot of different understanding and a lot of different insight at Christ. Yes. That's only understanding culture and everything else. That's not some secret insight that you're gonna no, get. Yeah. Okay. That's just common sense. That's that. It should be common sense, and I understand it's not in the church, or, you know. So, anyway. So I want to make just clarify that. So, getting off of that, going, continuing on to twenty one. In the context of it, so. Jesus is just. I mean, I, I guess we could read into this in the way too of I guess we for what we what it means for us today would be what Paul says, and you know, don't use your freedom as a means for sin. Oh, of course not. Well, yeah, and that's so, I think people say, well, if you're not Torah observant, then you must be lawless. Right. No, I'm not no. lawless. <laughs> no. You don't right. use your freedom in Christ to go out and sin. Dang, it did go back to Torah observance. So, but that's I didn't mean for it to, it, but sorry, it did. No, but this is, I think for what it mean, what it can mean, what the, what we just read through, we harped on what it, what it didn't mean and what sure. they use against it. So the, the Torah law has been fulfilled. Right. But that does not mean that you are now lawless and without law. Right, and exactly. And just do whatever you want and, to do. And so for us, that what Christ is saying to us, yeah, don't use your, your 
your salvation as a for as a cover up for sin. Yeah. Um, well, I just tell God I'm sorry after I'm done rubbing this bank and capping a few yeah. people, and I'll be good to go. Yeah. He's like, not no, how that works. No, 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 no. Okay. You obey me until the point where you know. That's why that whole Jesus says, "I give you a new commandment, and the commandment is to love other." You will fulfill everything if you truly put every other person, even the immigrants, the illegals, the worthless, the bums, right. the drug addicts, the ones that have hurt you. If you put all of those people before you and you love them and serve them regardless, right. you're taking care of everything, guys. Right. Okay, verse 21. You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Okay, time out. Let me stop <laughs> you. I'm sorry. Okay, so, beginning here, Jesus starts the just most, I don't, the, this is just, really should speak to a lot of people, especially a lot of people in our flock. Um, because here Jesus goes with the impossible statements. Sure. He's beginning with these. You can't do any of this. And we'll keep going on. But that's you can't. The point of the that's law. the whole point the of point it. The point of the law was that, to show you your sin. Right. Right. You go. Because well, you can't fulfill the well, law. Well, crap. I do all of these things. Well, I mean, not murder, maybe. <laughs> be, but not murder, in a way. I'm angry. Yeah. And, you know, and, and so all these things. Yeah, exactly. If you're angry, you might as well. You're. You I mean, know, you get angry without all... even realizing you've gotten angry sometimes. Right. So, so it's impossible. I'm to you're judgment. like, wait, oh, oh. Oh, it's like he's saying all this because he's coming and he knows he would fulfill all this right. with his death, burial, yeah. and resurrection. Exactly. And he's... change the game. Exactly. Okay. So, so continue Imagine on that. just under in that light. All right, I'm going to start just at 22. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council. We should light these down. Okay, so we are, of what he says when he says, okay, I'm liable to judgment so far. Okay, so who insults his brother is liable to council. Okay. Whoever says, you fool, will be liable to the hell on fire. Okay, so I'm liable to the hell of fire. Like a million times. A mil okay, so all of those. <laughs> Keep going. Verse 23. So if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you are going with him to court. Lest your accuser hand you over to the judge and the judge to, go to the guard and you be put in prison. Truly I say to you, you will never get out until you've paid the last penny. I love how he, he just goes out of the judgment and then he just goes to fix it. Yeah. Just tells you how to fix it. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, you're all guilty of this stuff, but don't come off offer empty offerings without taking care of yourself first. Or taking care of first to be reconciled with your brother. Yeah. Okay, so more ways that all of us are, quite honestly, at this point in time... And to forgive, so, you, I'm sorry, I didn't well, mean yeah, to interrupt, but just to forgive, to be able to be forgiven. Yeah. Oh, it's like we'll hear more about this, like it's one yeah. complete image, crazy. Okay, so let's continue on, though, with the things that have, quite honestly, at this point in time, damned us all to hell, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, heck, saying you fool puts us in the hell of fire, and I've said worse than that a million times. 27. 
You have heard that it was said you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. That one stinks. Yeah. That I mean, I, like for most guys that... Well, and women. And women. It applies to us women yeah, Oh, yeah, well. no, it does. It, it, it Absolutely, it does. Just because he's... You know, but look he's around at our culture. It's almost like encouraged. We, we talked in one of our podcast topics, but that, you know, the Aquaman or when the, the Twilight movies came out and all the women wanted to go and, mm-hmm. you know, lusting right. over these stuff. Like, this literally is impossible. Every single one of us have done this. Mm-hmm. A single thought, a single glance, a single anything like that's that's as bad as what Torah tells you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're condemned to death. Exactly. <laughs> Twenty nine. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body be thrown into hell. And if well, you- it does. Hold on, rewind back yep. though, because. Of- um, it does say lustful intent. Sure. Which we have to, you have to clarify, because. Um, again, I'm not, I don't want to be legalistic with it, but. Not that it's, it's not, it's not wrong to notice that a girl. Is or, pretty, uh, you know, a guy is is good looking, or a girl is pretty. Um, but if you can stop it at that, but I'm but, still willing to bet that everybody at some point has looked at someone of the opposite sex and been like, "Ooh," and had a lustful thought run through their head. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, no, I know what you mean. Yes, so I, I didn't yeah. mean to imply that looking and saying, ooh, that person was good looking is completely done. Like, you can look at someone and see that they're a good lo- looking human being, you know, but our sinful flesh usually does not stop at that, especially mm-hmm. prior to a close walk with Christ, right? The further we are from Christ, the worse those things, I'm sure, were. I mean, look at the industries we have today never has a pornographic industry flourished like it does today so these numbers are just astronomical but also you know at the at the time um obviously women were a lot this is a lot different culture Mm -hmm. so i mean it wasn't it unless you i mean for a jew it wasn't popular, you know, for a woman to be out, around, you know, carousing and looking oh, no. around and everything. Yeah. So it is interesting that he directs it towards the men. Men, yeah. And um, not the women in this case. And not the women in this case. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I think that there's probably a... I, I think just with the... I think with testosterone, I think there's a... <laughs> not saying that women don't I guess suffer from it but I think it's it's much more difficult for guys a guy to control it yeah maybe I mean I've never been a man before I don't know I don't know um, <laughs> so but I think it's I think it's a lot more important for a man to control it yeah 
in this sense, you know. Well, if the men are controlling it, that kind of leaves women in a totally different place. Right, exactly. <laughs> if men aren't doing this, then it, it helps in that. Exactly. Um, 30, and if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body go into hell. So, don't don't touch it. <laughs> don't think about touching it. Mm -hmm. Don't sing about touching it. All right. This is one that I find is funny that Christ talks very point blank about. And I feel like this is one of our most overlooked in the modern church. Um, of all the sexual sins that we really point fingers towards, I feel like this one is most overlooked. And it's funny because it's one that Christ is so black and white blunt about. Mm -hmm. Kind of makes you chuckle a little bit. Verse 31. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that everyone who divorces his wife, except on the ground of sexual immorality, makes her commit adultery. And whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, is there forgiveness from divorce? I mean, statistically, the majority of you listening to this have probably been divorced, remarried after divorce. I mean, that's just... The, the, the name of the game in our life. So is there forgiveness? For, of course there is. Of course. But the point here again, just like he's saying, I came until the law has been fulfilled, which I'm here to do, but I haven't done it yet, right? So divorce is not a good thing. Marriage is no, and, and it you goes not. It goes along with saying, um, you know, let them remain in the situation that you're in even if you have a unbelieving husband or if a mm -hmm. husband has an unbelieving wife let them run the mate maybe you will turn that place that's the same that's going along with what he's saying too like don't get a divorce work it out yeah because divorce was horrible yeah i didn't intend for divorce i didn't you know i intended for well and if you are letting your light shine right if we go back here to 16 let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven maybe your really cruddy spouse right needs to see your light of christ shining within the marriage to bring them to christ might not happen today might not happen in the next 20 years. I have no idea. But you don't know what instrument God is using you for. And, and see, this is both, it, it, there's there's both things on this side. Like, I, and I, I think, I guess I want to give cover to people on, people on either side, going to the strict thing that Jesus says. Sure. On the grounds of sexual immorality. Mm -hmm. I completely agree with that. Like, I mean, as a husband, if... If that happened to me yeah. as believers and I walked in and that happened, mm -hmm. see you later. Written note of divorce. But on the grounds of this. If you also but want to make it work, also you don't want agree, to do that. If you have done that, if somebody is in this position yeah. and have done that and are feeling by no and if or well by no means. Yeah. Work it out. Yeah. Absolutely, and and you're you're a better person for it, not mm -hmm. a better believer, a better person, sure. better you know, a better human being, yeah, for it, um, because that and I know people um, that have, mm -hmm. which their strength, you know, amazes me, and 
you know, but I, I mean, I would, I would ask them too, though. I mean, I imagine that 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 trust could never. I mean, although forgiven, there's got to be something. Maybe they they're able to completely move past it, but I, I imagine there there seems to be that that some sort of regret. So that's why Jesus just above it said, just take your eye out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. just don't freaking yeah. do it. Because <laughs> nothing good comes here. All right, 33. Again, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not swear falsely, but shall perform to the Lord what you have sworn. But I say to you, do not take an oath at all, either by heaven, for it's the throne of God, or by earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not take an oath by your own head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil. I will address this really, really quick because Heidi's hat's going to come out pretty soon, I think. But this does not mean that if you take an oath that you're going again. No. No. Um, As a Christian, as a believer, if you're a mature believer... You'll come to these things and you'll question them and you'll go, ah, yeah, I don't think I want to do that. But also we respect the believer that doesn't really, isn't quite there yet. And they're still doing all the things, taking all the oaths, doing, a, you know, hand on the body. And, and, it, and it doesn't bother them. That's fine. You're not less of a person because you do it. Sure. However, mature believers and if, if you start, you know, you start to get convicted of these types of things... And you start realizing, and then you see the way that, you know, that Christ behaved in front of, you know, Pilate. And you see, you know, these, you know, you're like, well, you know, I don't want to do that. But if you do, cool. Don't, but don't take these verses right here. What my point was, don't take these verses right here. And become legalistic. And become legalistic with them was my point. Um, but I think that is a good point. Let what you say simply be yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil. Yes and no should suffice as your answers. Yeah. Why are you needing to yeah. drum up any collateral to make your word believable? Now, you know, we yes, all should watch yes that. Com- yes coming from Christ, you have to understand what yes means. Because yes can mean yes, but not yet. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, yes, yeah. You know, but it yeah. can mean it can mean yes, but it's going to take time. The yeah. an, the ultimate answer is yes, but you've got this path to work on. Oh, is Jesus um, king of the earth? Yes, yes, but not yet. But not yet. <laughs> right. But yes, he is yes, king he of is. the earth. He is king of everything. But he's Satan just, is loose right okay, now and he's he is not, not he's ruling. not on the Davidic throne. Exactly. That's the best way to say it. Yeah. But he is. But he is, but he's not but he's on not. the literal Yeah. on my human fleshly Davidic throne. 38. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if anyone would say, oops, would sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Give to the one who begs from you, and do not refuse the one who would borrow from you. It's almost like he's explaining the Beatitudes. Yeah, yeah. Because he is. Yeah. Um, where he, he's 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 telling you this this follower of Christ that you should. Again, this is another thing that you can't take legalistic. Yeah. 
You can't take these verses and say, well, you always let somebody beat you up and you just don't do anything. Yeah. No, that's not saying that. However, our lives are completely transformed, completely changed. We have... Remember I was talking to you about the um, the snowball effect mm-hmm. of the Beatitudes, of how they, or I guess that's what you would call it, snowball yeah. effect, right? Um, yeah, of the Beatitudes, yeah, of, of how it, it, it goes into it. Well, it turns you into a meat, just mush, pile nothing. Pile that doesn't Pile love that doesn't deserve anything, that wants to give and and, and just has Isn't love to give. Is it about what are you getting out of it? Right, because mm-hmm. I don't deserve anything. I'm saved by grace. I can't do any of the stuff that you just said. Yep. And I'm thankful that you've forgiven me because I've done all this stuff. And now I'm not going to be, now I'm, I'm all about serving and, and doing these things. Um, so that's what that's what this is and no I mean that doesn't turn you in my life personally it's taken me from a complete aggressive person to a complete just teddy bear teddy bear like I mean my aggressiveness everything and that's his point I think um I can only share what's happened to me in my own personal life my own personal walk in that way but I definitely this comes to life for me personally in this because you see let him have your cloak as well Paul expands on it again. I, I've said him his name twelve times. I think we're gonna have a cup of coffee, right? Or, well, whatever we drink. You don't drink wine. coffee. Yeah, glass of wine. I you was and just Paul. like in a conversation. So me and Paul have a glass. I'm of wine. fairly certain for all of eternity, you guys, that I am going to be the third wheel to Brandon and Paul's like mm-hmm. cool hangout <laughs> in the millennial reign and but all of eternity. He ex- he expands on it when he says, why not just be wronged? When, ta- when speaking of lawsuits against believers, why not just be wrong? Yeah. Like, why Why are you fighting? We, we've all wronged someone. And not that that's necessarily the attitude that you go about things all the time with, but you go, you have to weigh that with every single person in every well, is your reaction you going to show Christ to this person? Is your reaction right. going to show everything that he's right. about and bring them to a saving? Well, you're like, dang, I've done all these things against Christ. Yeah. Did he condemn me? Let Did me he go. say these things? He let me go. So should I go? You know what? I'm going to give you, like I said the other day, I'm going to give you grace. Well, and I think this is where I don't mean to keep going back to this whole Torah observance. You and went law there thing, again, but. Technically, Old Testament says an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Someone does this, you do that. Yeah. Get get even. That's what the law, you know, was set up and told them in most cases. Well, and then they would go, well, see, but Jesus said. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the where, only but place that's where, where you're just. Yeah, where, where it So is Jesus up. saying that the Old Testament where it states that is wrong? And shouldn't be there? Well, no, of course not. Again, he is coming to fulfill the law. He is telling you right. now, hey, the the law, all of those laws were set up to show you I your am sin. the law. He I is am the law. that. I am doing this, and I'm trying to explain these things to you. But this is something that we can't. I mean, we do this with our kids. Remind them of this scripture when they're having discrepancies, and say, hey, somebody's forcing you to go one mile. Willingly go with him too. Right. Somebody asked for that, give him this too. 
And we need to make sure that we are setting the example to not only our children, but to all others. And doing this not only for our family and the people that we know and like, but for those that we don't know and for those that we don't like. Right. There is not one person, regardless of race, religion, um, citizenship status, whatever the case may be, that we should not do this to. Yeah, and and that's that's one very, 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 very important point. There's no biblical argument that you can make against that. It's, Give to it's the one who begs from not, you and do not refuse the one who would borrow from you. Again, and I know we had a lot Clear. of, I think this is where we had some of our negative com, you know, comments and, and things were from the, of course. the wall conversation. And those are always the least liked and discussed, shared, whatever. But not, but, yet, but one, we've asked if you have a scriptural basis to show us where we're wrong and we should not fail to treat people in this way, please show it to us. And not one person has come back <laughs> with no. scripture to show how you should yeah, not. Yeah, I mean, you can have this. plenty of, I mean, we've had plenty of arguments which that we've gotten back, but not one Biblically scriptural, yeah. biblical basis. And again, I'm not... I'm what it's not a challenge. I'm not proof. I'm and I'm not saying that there can't be arguments made um, for different it's things. It's not a one size fits all. No, answer. it's really not. But it it. But give to the one who begs from you, and do not refuse the one who would borrow from you. It's pretty clear. It's pretty and clear. actually, we're going here. Okay, love your enemies. Right, starting here in verse forty three, and we'll finish up chapter five. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. We've all heard this, right? Like this is a pretty fairly common thing people know. So that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what rewards do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? Right? Even the IRS, they, <laughs> they still do it, right? Anybody can love those that are, it's easy to, to be nice to your friends. Yeah, yeah, that, and that's the point, is it's super easy. And this isn't, people, we, we have to look, again, who's the audience that he's talking about here? Mm -hmm. This isn't about, like, this isn't my neighbor next door that I don't like. It is him, too. But this expands beyond that. Oh, yeah. Your enemy, those who persecute you, these. Mm -hmm. Again, he's telling these people to... He's telling this to a bunch of Jews. Yeah. So people that persecute, th that, their persecution and Jews, they go together hand in hand. Okay. <laughs> they go way back. So, yeah, he's telling them, again, the, and the people that were persecuting Jews were people that didn't believe in God. They were oh, yeah. far from it, from other countries. Well, do you think this is what any of these people want to hear? Like, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Yeah. I gotta, like, give up my stuff and be kind always and even be nice to them. We're right here in 47. And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? You, therefore, uh, therefore must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Mm-hmm. We must... Be perfect. So... <laughs> um... Which I think, again, we're going to, next week when we start off in um, chapter 6, kind of going further, I feel like all of this in his sermon here is kind of like a snowball effect, like you showed with the Beatitudes. But he's talking about these things, basically showing you... Okay, and again, 
Let me uh, go ahead and I want to, before we wrap that up real quick, I'll expand on you therefore must be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. Yeah. The perfect fulfillment is in Christ. Yes. Again, summarizing the law and the need for Christ. Because yeah, so you is, will never be perfect. You will I will never, never be perfect. perfect. Ever. Ever. Even if I'm the Pharisee of all Pharisee, the Jew of all Jew, I go over Torah law like a with a fine tooth comb and I'm obsessive about it. Still gonna fail. Right. So we have to strive after that perfection. Yeah. Because he did it. Yeah. We can't, but he did. Yeah. So we have to. And that's where And I that's the whole point to forgiving, doing all these, you know, being nice to the people that we don't want to listen. You know, I feel like nice you're being the perfect this is what I exactly what I was trying to say. Look, we're thinking the same thing without even doing it. I feel yeah. like how you were showing the snowball effect with the Beatitudes, right. how they kind of led into the other ones. Here Christ is starting off saying, Hey, I'm coming to fulfill the law because it's not gonna go away. I must fulfill it. He's telling you in a million different ways how you, you can't, can't do it. But he can and, and did. Starting now, when we come back next week in six, chapter six, he starts going into all of these ways that you can practically apply things to your life. Right. Jesus knows when he said that that nobody else on earth could be perfect. He knows that. Right. And that's not to make you feel bad about yourself and make you feel like you can never attain it, so just give up. Why even try? That's not it at all. And that's where yeah, as that's we continue not, to that's read. That's not it at all, mm -hmm. but at the same time, that is it. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is, but it isn't. Because that wasn't his point. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> but we're going to see that snowball into the next um, bit that we start reading here which will be next week and will be super cool but I think I like doing it this way yeah I, think I hope you guys listening enjoy this and that it was helpful and it gave you something and really gave you a chance to sit down as a family and really look at scripture and go through it um, we want this to be an open thing where we hear back from you guys and connect and do things we're still trying to work out all of the details but any questions you might have concerns follow-up whatever um, message them to us let us know and prayer requests please always send those to us because we um, we want to know what we need to pray for for you guys and we want to know what you guys need um, so and we these will we are definitely um, working on a little outdoor studio yeah thing did you like for a video? these but we're going to start doing recording these yeah and if we get enough people that like like them and want them and, it, and it's helping people i think it would be a cool idea to do some live yep so that would be up to yep if anybody would be interested we're willing to do all kinds of things but we need to know what people actually would like to do yeah. <laughs> and what actually would serve you yeah the, these just come from people yeah. the, these have just come from requests and holes in the church so I guess we're just trying to fill them in our weak, weird ways. We're trying here. <laughs> you want to um, go ahead and pray and close this? Yeah. My hands are cold, sorry. No, they are freezing. Yeah. Father, thank you again for the opportunity. Thank you again for the study. Father, we ask that you just bless all the listeners, Father. 
Let's rest up today, Father, and just return to us all soon. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.